What up, what up, what up, internet? Who you are, where you be, where you at, what you see. It is your favorite podcast, Pop Cult Parent, and we are here broadcasting in the future. We made it, y'all. We made it to the future. The year 2022. We survived a lot. We've seen a lot. We've been through a lot. I am one of your hosts, Mark F. Jones, and as always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, fellas. Why don't you introduce yourselves? What up? This is Niels R.Y., a.k.a. I Must Not Fear. Fear is the mind killer. And this is Shannon, a.k.a. Scheming and Streaming. That's, I feel like that's about all I did in 2021. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Shannon. I am very curious how you amassed this list. Because from the time we've talked... I know of only one streaming service <laughs> that you purchased. <laughs> like maybe this is a side conversation, but I am curious how you schemed your way <laughs> into making this list. Shannon oh, finds you would, a way. Yeah, you you would be surprised. We we it, it feel like we basically got cable now. We got <laughs> not not actual cable, just a, a bundle of streaming. So, but yeah, password sharing, a little yeah. little. Overseas Russian sites, you know, you know, whatever. <laughs> but but look, everybody, it's it's a new year, and with that, you know, we get to reflect on uh, where we've been and what we've seen, and in the past, and in, in pop cult parent, you know, we've talked about the pop culture we've consumed in the past year, or watched, or you know, shared with our children, and that's what we're going to do today. This is our top ten list of let's say things culture pop culture it could be media in uh 2021 and we're all going to go through our top 10 and then we'll delve into those uh those lists a little bit uh deeper you know hopefully we'll keep it civil um shannon has surprised me in the past with his (laughs) some of his list choices but hey hey it's all love and that makes good podcasting so uh, just to for for those new to a uh, pop call parent, there is a certain way that we approach our top ten list or any type of ranking that we do. Each of us will go over our own list. Once we are done, we will share our honorable mention. Ideally, none of us will try to interrupt. Um, every now and then, we've done a good job at it, but you know, we'll see how this goes. Um, and then typically what happens is after we all go over our list, we'll see which ones we have in common and we'll discuss those ones and we'll make note of some of the other ones later. Um, so, again, we're going to talk about the top 10 things that we enjoyed in 2021. And Shannon, we'll turn it over to you. All right. Thank you. And I will not disappoint uh, with this list either. Uh, there will be some some. I don't know. There, there will be some odd ones in here, I'm sure. Uh, so starting off, number 10 uh, for my top 10 of 2021, uh, number 10 uh, is the book, The Water Dancer, The Water Dancer by Ta-Nehisi Copes. Uh, that was great. Number nine, Sex Lives of College Girls. Uh, it is a it is a show. It is a show. It, it, but it is a legit show. Uh, yeah, Shannon. I was about to say one word. We're family <laughs> podcast, Shannon. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. You just really explaining all the things that you watched in 2021. <laughs> I joke. So, Six Lives of College Girls. Uh, number eight, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso season two. Number seven, 
Insecure season five, number six, The Suicide Squad, number five, WandaVision, number four, Judas and the Black Messiah, number three, Zack Snyder, Justice League, number two, Spider-Man No Way Home, and coming in at number one, The Harder They Fall. And then my honorable mentions are True Story with Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes, and then Invincible, uh, which came out of nowhere, was on Amazon Prime. Shannon Smith. You know what, Shannon? I'm glad you went first because this gives me some time to change my list. <laughs> you have <laughs> you have names of stuff. I was like, yo, I forgot that came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Woo. Oh, Shannon, your list was Shannon. fire, brother. Your Shannon, list was fire. I, I know, I know you added that just to make the uh Snyder boys happy. For me, that was great. It was it was great. I know. DC got his problems and all this and that. But for me, I, I enjoy Snyder Cut. It was up there. I felt for me, it answered a number of questions and, and it really filled in gaps that existed. I know there are some uh, s- some dissenters out there, but but uh, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. It was it, it was it was up there. Some of the t- uh, top stuff I saw in 2021. Uh, but obviously for me, I'm like the harder they fall. Uh, was was everything? Well, I guess we'll go into that a little little later. I'm assuming it might be on some people's lists. Uh, so I will. I, I definitely got some comments about that one, but I'll I'll save it till we get into sort of the uh, the similarity discussion part. Awesome. Well, I will jump in, and Marky can bring us home. So jumping in, my list number ten. We have Godzilla versus Kong. Number nine, we have Dune, the new Dune, the 2021, with Timothy Chalamet, who was like the skinny Tom Holland, and everybody else in color who played the sand people, but neither here nor there. Eight, we have WandaVision. Seven, we have King Richard. Six, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Five, y'all know I have to write comic books in some way, shape, or form. We have the final edition of Attack on Titan. The last, like, issue of Attack on Titan came out this year. And, yeah. Uh, Four, we have Sang-Chi. Three, we have Invincible, the, the Amazon cartoon that Shannon just mentioned. Two, Judas and the Black Messiah. And number one... Spider-Man No Way Home, shock of the century. Um, For my honorable mention, I have Loki. I have everything Zack Snyder. (laughs) So Army of the Dead and Zack Snyder Justice League. I have Harder They Fall, my honorable mention, not because I didn't think it was worthy of being in the top 10, but because I haven't finished it yet. but it is good. I have thoroughly like so even the 50% of harder they fall that I've seen is so good. I had to mention it in some way, shape, or form here. And then my last honorable mention probably doesn't deserve to be here, but it was near and dear to my heart. And it is because of you, Mark Jones, that I know about this movie. And that movie is called Malignant. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
Maybe we'll get to it, but Malignant, whew, well, that was Man. a ride. <laughs> Shannon, I don't know if you've seen Malignant, but um, I no, watched no, I it. I haven't seen it yet. It's a like horror movie, right? Oh, is yeah. It, it oh, sure is. Shannon, okay. do yourself a favor and please watch it, dog. It okay. is the horror movie. That, <laughs> I just... <laughs> when Nels and a mutual friend of ours, when I see something that I think we... What I know, correction, I know they will enjoy. I just tell them, I just text them, hey, watch this. You're welcome. And then I leave it at that. And malignant. <laughs> and he has batted a thousand. Because the, the mutual, like when Mark suggests a horror movie, we're like, he knows what we want. And he got exactly what we wanted. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's, that is my list. That is my list. Okay. I got it. I got it. I gotta check that one out because I'm 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 getting a little more brave. I'm venturing, uh, building up my tolerance again. <laughs> Shannon, you you know when you watch a movie and you're like, okay, I see where this is going. I understand what's happening here. I can kind of foreshadow. Dog, mm-hmm. this is the kind of movie where when you figure out what's happening, you're like, oh, is this? You, if you had the cover and you be looking at the cover, like, <laughs> is this what the movie's about? <laughs> You're like, why is this going here? Why, why is this the story? <laughs> no, it is a treat. It is a it is a dope movie. It's one of the best, I don't know, besides maybe Quiet Place 2, probably the best horror movie to come out this year. Mm. It was it was it was really good. But um yes, I'm so happy that made your list. That's awesome, man. So I'll I'll go ahead and get into it. Um fellas, this was a hard list. Even though I didn't watch a lot, like I, 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 I was making my list and seeing everything that came out in 2021 and seeing everything that I did not get to watch. So just straight up, like I'm, I'm usually at home with my two kids. I don't have time to watch everything. There's some heavy hitters that didn't make my list just because I did not see them. But um, so don't, don't come for me, Internet. But uh, and, and also y'all going to hate me. I have three ties on my list i just i know nails i'm sorry i have three ties on my list you you are literally (laughs) literally going against how we do this but please i'm sorry i'm sorry i try my best this is your show so please (laughs) all right please continue And, right. and, and and if we did take commercial breaks, we would have taken one right then just so Nils could have a moment to sort of get his eyes uh, back situated. They rolled to the back of his head. <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. Go ahead, Mark Jones, with your 20 list of 20, even though we said 10. Look, don't worry. And, and, and to make you happy, the the second one in the tie is like kind of the runner up of the two. So if you want, we can count the first one as like the winner. All right. So number 10, the harder they fall, right? And number nine, I got a I got a tie with Invincible and the final first half of the season of Attack on Titan. Number eight, the Suicide Squad. Number seven is uh the the wrap-up of season three of Craig of the Creek. Number six. I got Encanto and In the Heights. Number five, Loki. Number four, Succession, uh, HBO uh, drama Succession. Number three, No Way Home. Number two, Inside by Bo uh, Burnham. And number one is a tie, but really a winner 
with Luca and then the Disney short film Far From the Tree. It was the it was a short film that played before Encanto in theaters. It's on Disney Plus right now. It uh, I, you know, I'll love to get into it, but it just like it, it never left my heart once I saw it. And I think it's doing some really do- dope, deep things that like people aren't really even talking about. So. Oh, my honorable mentions, my honorable mentions list. I got Will Smith's book, Will. Uh, WandaVision, The Winter Soldier, Insecure, the Kanye West Drake concert that came on Amazon and A Quiet Place 2. All right, Mark, we got to talk. Okay, okay. All right, Mark, hold on. We got, there's a couple of things we got to talk about. First, um, I don't know how I feel about Encanto and In the Heights sharing a spot. I feel like that was your, let me uh, give props to the Hispanic community in one column. <laughs> so I'm just going to call that out for our Hispanic brothers and sisters. Yes, I saw it too. And I'm letting Mark Jones know about it. So that's number one. Two, because you're the only one that put this on the list, Mark, I'm going to just talk about this for a little bit. Like the wrap up part of Craig of the Creek, that joint was so good. I like, I was watching it with Ian, but I wasn't really watching it with Ian. Ian was like, Daddy, can you turn it up? Daddy, can you rewind it? I was like, hush. I was like, we are watching some cinematic genius right now, son. Like every every question got answered. I was like, is this the series finale? Yo, it was good. If y'all haven't seen it, I want to spoil it for folks who haven't seen it. And like, whether you have kids or not, because frankly, Ian kind of enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, sorry. Uh, well, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm with you. I think we had a similar watching experience. My my kids like Craig of the Creek. I love Craig of the Creek. I think. I honestly think besides maybe Bluey and and some other things, it might be the best kid show on TV right now. And and it's yeah, it's with funny. Because Bluey's up there. Bluey is up there, but dog, Craig of the Creek is funny. Like, I'm talking about, like, everybody hates Chris level hilarious. It is, it is a funny show. It, it, the characters are great. The, 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 the stories are great. And you get caught up. It, it, they capture, and, and you can tell it's people who made this show were our age. Right. They grew up around our time because there's a lot of 90s reference, but they captured my like first to like sixth grade afternoons. Just that come home, get out of your school clothes, go outside all day, get inside before the streetlight comes on. They just capture that energy, that feeling, the like the politics of being a kid, like <laughs> the 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 just the the culture of being a kid and having like your own little like play areas and place it's 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 a phenomenal show man and like very maybe one of the blackest shows on tv also i'm not even like just unapologetically black like i gotta say pop cult you've probably heard us talk about craig of the creek Many times because we've talked about craig of the creek and bluey if that isn't in your arsenal with your kids, with your kids watching portfolio, like please add it on. Cause those, they, they don't yeah. miss. And, and Mark, you were saying all that. And 
that isn't even talking about how season three wrapped up. Season three, the wrap up of season three was like awesome. Awesome Spider-Man No Way Home stuff. Like just it was like pretty epic. Yeah, it, it was, was epic. epic. <laughs> it was legit epic. I so, legit didn't know they were gonna have this show anymore. Like I was like, what is left? You did everything. You know, they in, they ended it in a great way. Thankfully, you know, fans, it's coming back. And if you watch the show, the sister is getting a spin-off series, which um I think it's gonna be aimed for a little younger age, but uh Highly recommended. Check it out if you haven't. Craig of the Creek comes on Cartoon Network. I think it, all the seasons are HBO Max. I highly recommend it. All right. So we gave um, we gave the Craig of the Creek. Um, it's it's just due. Um, Shannon, you want to comment anything about Mark's list before we jump in? Solid list. Solid list. I was I was surprised <laughs> when you came. You came out the gate with Harder They Fall. I was like, whoa, like that's that's my number one. And you're like, I mean, of all the things I saw this year, it makes my list. <laughs> like that's that's what you said there. So inside, I had I haven't, I think that's maybe like the only one that I'm like, I have not even heard of that in any way. So have you heard of Bo Bo Burnham? Before? No. He he's like a musician, comedian. I really don't know much about him, right? I've I've heard about him, but I'm not really like a fan, right? But I heard so long story short, he made a special, a comedy special for Netflix in like his like little guest house in the back of his house, right? He shot it himself, he edited himself, the music, every all aspects of the production are done by him. And and Shannon, I'm telling you, like this one is big for me because like, that's what I do for a living. So to see what this man did by himself, it, I was just blown away. And the music kind of slaps. I'm not even going to lie. And it's the, and it's like great commentary about like what we're going through now and the internet. And, um, and, and there comes a time in, in the special where like, you see him start to deteriorate and like kind of break down and and it gets to this point you're like is this an act is this real like i don't know where he's pretending or this is real and like it, it it's it's an experience dog it's an experience so i was just blown away when i saw it and i have like so much respect for him as like an an artist after watching it i highly recommend it funny ass songs too like it's funny as hell too it's it's like I was laughing out loud the whole time. So I, I, I recommend it. I, if whatever your vices are, I recommend maybe doing some of those before watching it. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> All righty. Y'all, y'all ready to jump in? Yeah, let's get yes, it. Sir. So the I think we'll start off with some real quick hitters. Um, because they're things that we've actually had episodes on. So, um, funny enough, shock of the century, Spider-Man represented in some way, shape, or form on all of our lists. We recently just had our reaction to uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So, fellas, um, do y'all just want to take one or two uh, minutes to just quickly talk about anything Spider-Man No Way Home related? I can actually start us off. So... I was a little emotional when we uh, talked about Spider-Man No Way Home. And I just wanted to come back to the pop call and say, 
I've calmed down. And thank you for all of you who checked on me to see, you know, how I was doing mentally. I am back to realizing that The Dark Knight is still the greatest <laughs> superhero movie of all time. Oh, but He's back. That's, my friend is back. <laughs> that should not take away the the love that I do have for Spider-Man No Way Home. I still think that movie was fantastic. It ain't no Dark Knight, but it is it is truly no Dark Knight. It was truly a franchise. It got me to that place though. And I'm saying, like, it got me to that place. That is phenomenal that a movie got me to that place right off the bat. So, but no, it, it's not better than Dark Knight. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm I'm happy that it's snuck in that it's snuck in there, like you know, because what all they had to do was wait what maybe two more weeks, and it would have came out in 2022 or like whenever it came out. So I'm like, they snuck it right in there at the end of 2021. Uh, and so, you know, thank you for gifting us so it could make our list. Um, but yeah, anything else about it, you know, like, like we said, amazing, just amazing. It like, it got me, it got me to the theater. Like, I mean, we all know COVID is a serious thing. So, you know, being careful, but I'm like, bruh, I think I was ready to risk it all. I was like, I gotta see this. <laughs> I was out here risking it all to see, uh, <laughs> I was like my family's health. Spider-Man No Way Home. It comes a time in every man's life where uh, he's got to go see No Way Home or risk his family's safety. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you know, I already said in the uh, previous episode, you know, just all the things about the movie, loved it. But, uh, but yeah, truly that that got me back to the theater because I had not been to the theater since I don't know sometime in 2020. Uh, and it got me got me back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, y- y'all know how I feel about Spider-Man, Peter Parker. So I won't go into much. But I mean, what a what a movie, man. What a movie. And, and as I'm glad, you know, once the dust settled, you you, you know, came back to the true king. But it still doesn't take anything away from No Way Home. I will say after watching this movie and hearing the chatter about it and the buzz, I'm a little worried, fellas, because Hollywood is a copycat game. And so I just feel like now this is all we're going to see is like how much past IP can we stuff in your face and get can we get the old James Bond with the new James Bond or you know what I mean? I just those eyes get big. But no, I, I and, and I think people aren't going like to do it the right way. Heaven. Don't you shouldn't have said James Bond. I want to see that. <laughs> Sean Connery and Daniel that. Craig. Like, <laughs> but uh I, I don't I just don't think that people who care as much as Marvel are going to do it the right way. I mean we're already seeing it it and man, it must suck to be DC right now because yeah. you had Flashpoint and Marvel beat you to it with Spider Man. But you know, Flashpoint is probably still going to be good. But I'm a little worried about what this is going to mean. I mean, this movie made all the money. Um, it made, I think, it made Black Widow's total in its like first weekend. Yep. And like so, that. and then another thing that worries me it's is past Black Panther. Yeah, in COVID, yeah. it surpassed Black Panther. In COVID, so and another thing that worries me is, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a trend. Any movies that weren't like superhero related or like kind of sci-fi related, 
had, were, couldn't really crack 20 million. And that's kind of like shocking. So this might set a, a pace and trend for like, we might only get superhero and sci-fi movies in the movie theater. You know, studios might only dedicate their budgets to these big, you know, uh, IP driven uh, items. So who knows? But uh, it's going to be interesting. But it's still what a what a great movie. William Defoe deserves like everything. Make that man the Joker. I'm here for it. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. Yeah. To uh, to your comment, too. I'm like, I I really feel sorry for anybody who is not like a action whether marvel or dc fan because yeah like that's that's where we see the money is the money's being made so yeah okay so that was spider-man if you want to hear more go back to our uh previous episode where we talk about it another episode that we did uh earlier in 2021 was about Zack snyder's uh justice league so gentlemen any one or two things that you want to add about Zack snyder's justice Shit. How could no, I'm playing? <laughs> How could you not? Real quick, before we get into this, have y'all did any y'all read that that Josh Whedon interview? Yes. Okay. I, I, I was like, yo, I believe everything everyone said. <laughs> like, I believe what Gal Gadot said. I believe what the brother said. Like, if if a random person in the street was like, oh yeah, Josh Whedon smacked me in the face. I'd be like, yes, he probably did smack you in the face. Like, I that man. Yeah, he good luck, brother. Like, I don't know what you about to do for the rest of your life, but I don't know if you're going to be a director. I, I I can't believe this guy doesn't have someone on his team who was like at that interview be like, shut up. You know, just like shut your fucking mouth. Shut up. Like, bro, he, he if his career wasn't if he wasn't like canceled, he's he's canceled now. Um there's one thing, though, I will. I, I believe what he said. He said, like, in an interview that DC came to him and they weren't happy with what Zack Snyder was producing. And DC kind of came back and they're like, no, we were always happy. I'm like, no, y'all are. No, y'all weren't. Y'all are full of it. Y'all are so lying. full of it. <laughs> and then we all know part. what happened. Like, we, nah, y'all, did, yeah, y'all we were shook. <laughs> yeah, y- y'all were shook, and you, you, and, and this ties into. So there was a part where he was saying about when him and Gal uh, got, got into it, and she told him that he doesn't understand superhero movies, and he was like, I, "He's like, what? I just made at the time the highest grossing superhero movie of all time, and I'm no way coming into fin- the defense of Josh Whedon, but like, I could see someone." having that in their roster in their backpack and someone telling them they don't know how to make superhero movies and then just going off on everybody like y'all don't know my name yeah. y'all don't know who i am i like I, he did I also make alias alias didn't he, uh didn't he make buffy firefly buffy you know so Dollhouse. He's a, and he's done a lot of like script touch-up work like in it like he he touches it like speed um there was something else like he he was that guy in the early 90s that would just they give him a script like, yo, clean this up, make it a little bit more witty. So like he's 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 done it. He's got like the 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 history and the the prestige, I guess, you know. But when 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 they said that in the interview, I was like, hey, I could see this guy losing his mind after that was said to him. 
I, I can see that as well. Um, and yeah, don't say any of the stuff you said. And then don't yeah. be silent for a year and then come back and make it even worse. Just <laughs> fade off. But anyways, but no, enough about John Sweden. <laughs> yes. Um, so I mean, I don't I don't think I have anything more to add except, you know, it was a four-hour movie. I haven't gone back to it, which is crazy because I really, really enjoyed watching. I like thoroughly enjoyed the experience, but I have not gone back to it since. So I don't know what that means. Like, it, it, I don't know about the staying power. I don't know about how much I actually enjoyed it or did I just enjoy the experience? Because I watched Dark Knight repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. If there is ever access to it, I'm watching it. I have I have wanted to see Spider-Man No Way Home over again. And as soon as I am earthly able to do it, I will. But Justice League, I was like, oh, that was good. No, I'm good. I've literally haven't seen it since. So that's that's my that's my take on it. Yeah. And uh, once again, you know, everybody knows how I feel about it. Loved it. Uh, And what comes to mind, I'm like what Sonic walked. So uh, Zack Snyder Justice League could run Uh, because before that, like, I don't I can't really recall, like really outside of maybe Sonic and this movie, something where the fans were like so much of make this change or do this thing, whatever, where the fans had so much influence that something happened you know and I, I referenced sonic because everybody knows like sonic looked i don't he looked horrible or whatever at the beginning and then fans were like, change yeah terrible <laughs> you know and then fans are like okay change the way he looks and, and they made and the studios and everything got pressure from fans made a change and this it I, I mean it was to an extent it was a dream come true and i mean i say that in a sense of even for issues that exist within the movie to for what was it like a year two three almost what felt like three years felt like it uh fans were like we know the snyder cut exists or we know much of it exists make this finish this we're going to tweet hashtag apply pressure all of that and then it happened and yeah it was a four-hour event but that's why streaming services are perfect because i don't know if i would have said in a theater for four hours but I got to see it over the course of like three nights. Watching Shannon, it on that is, that's a really good question that I'd love for us to explore sometime in the future. Times when like studios responded to fans. Cause like we all remember Sonic and this is actually like a really great example, but I am curious on how many times it's happened. The only, I'll just like quickly name one other time that I remember. And it is in no way, shape or form on the same league as this, but it is when everybody was pressuring ESPN to release um, the last dance earlier than they had planned to because the NBA season got shut down and we were all just chilling. And they're like, no, we're going to release it in the summer. And we're like, no, release it now. And they did. Mm. And it was worth it. Like that was, that's probably like one of the only few times I remember the studio doing something like that. True. Yeah. Hey, real quick. uh, Nils, you said you haven't been back to it. And you're like, does that matter? And yeah, I think it does matter because I have not been back to the Snyder Cut since I saw it. Um, I enjoyed watching it. I was surprised that I liked it. And then, like I said in that episode, after seeing that movie and the Josh Whedon cut, I don't know why DC didn't just put out Zack Snyder's cut. And again, I think the guy 
he does better when he has more time to tell a story because let's be real. Who knows how good his cut would have been if it was two hours long, right? He had four hours to tell a movie, uh, tell a story. And that, that that helps a lot. So uh, I don't know if I'll ever watch the Snyder cut again. I mean, I'm I'm good. And it seems like DC is going to move away from his vision and uh, I'm kind of here for it. I know that's going to upset, upset a lot of people, but uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I and I said I've said this before. I said it again. The movie about the Snyder Cut is going to be the movie I can't wait to see, especially after this Josh Whedon interview. The movie about them making the Snyder Cut is going to be a dope movie. That's going to be such a good movie. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, let's move on. So um, another one we can maybe quickly talk about, even though I don't know if we talked about it in Pop Call Parent, is the Suicide Squad. So I think it was on like a honorable mention here, or you all both ranked it. Anyways, Suicide Squad. I actually did not have it on my list, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, when you hire James Gunn, you give him like free uh, creative freedom. And just let his mind go. And yeah, it was exactly what I signed up for. And I was pleasantly happy with like everything. And I haven't seen Peacemaker, the TV show, but I'm sure it's entertaining. Like, I'm like, yo, because you like, if you give James Gunn like rain, like his comedy is, is that's like my appetite, like, like uh, my taste palette. Like I enjoy what he finds funny. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a great time. I enjoyed it. Nels, get on Peacemaker ASAP. Like, you're going to love it. You, you're going to love it. It takes place, I think, a couple of months after sui- the Suicide Squad ends, but you're going to love it. But, um, I mean, I'm, I might as well just jump in. Yeah, like, you know, the first Suicide Squad, Will Smith, man, I, th- I personally think that might be the worst DCEU movie. Um, it had some things in it that could have been good. But I don't know. I, you look at me, Nelson. I think the ending of Suicide Squad is just so it, it just it just like fizzles so bad and it becomes another blue beam in the sky. And then what's his name? My, not, my, not my new family that I just met three hours ago. I'm just like, come on, dog. But, uh, <laughs> Yo, but um, now that I think about it, they sure did do Fast and Furious at the end. They had the Hispanic guy go, no, my family, not yes. my new family. Wow. <laughs> but, true. Um, true. <laughs> but no, James Gunn knocked it out the park. He, man, this guy is good at taking like B-level, C-level, even D-level people and just like Making them your favorite characters, man. Like everyone was here for Polka Dot Man. Um, you know, uh, 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 Peacemaker is like now one of my new favorite like DC characters. Um, shout out. And then the acting. I mean, Adris Elba, Adris Elba and John Cena need to just be in movies together because they like played so well off of each other. Um no, it was great. It looked great. Um, great soundtrack. You know, uh, I, I just can't wait to see what more James Gunn does with either Marvel or the DC universe. Yeah, no, I, I'm agreeing with that. Definitely loved it. I 
Yeah, I saw it when it came on HBO Max, I guess the second time, because I think it came on like early on and then disappeared and came back. But you know, I agree with all those points. And just with the characters, like you were saying, is I I had not heard of any of those characters outside of Harley Quinn. And I mean, uh, you know, we know Viola Davis, uh, her character in there. Amanda uh, Waller. Yeah, Amanda Waller. I'm like, outside of that, I don't think I really heard of anybody there. And same deal. Love them, uh, especially Peacemaker and uh, and Idris Elba as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like that's about all I got to say about it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And then even just the, the sort of the weird thing, you know, even with Starro in the end, where we're like, we went through all of this and he's still just like, I was enjoying myself just floating, what floating in space. And y'all, like, y'all did all this. I just would have been fine floating in space, but you made all this happen, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, Shannon, that, like, and you feel for Starro at the end. And then the the balls to make Starro your villain, like, no, you can attest. Starro is a call all Justice League members right now. Stop what you're doing and come here to beat this guy villain. And and Starro he's just is the villain. literally the villain, like the villain that helped create the Justice League. They're like, oh, we all need to come together to fight this thing. It was like one of the first, if not the first Justice League villain. And, and James Gunn just throws that guy at the end of his movie. I love it. I love it. And it works. It works. You know, and shout out to Sylvester Stallone with his. uh um. I don't know if he was mocap, but like the 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 voice acting and stuff he did with. Um, I'm pretty sure he just did the voice acting. I don't see. Okay, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, he's like, nah, but brother. It, it you got to pay me it a little bit more if you want the face. <laughs> you want the action. <laughs> you want me to go? You want me to move? Oh damn, that's gonna be a. <laughs> I could talk, James, but if you want me to move, I, I don't know. <laughs> um. All right, y'all. So um, we we probably won't spend any time on this one because I don't want to ruin it for folks who haven't seen it. But just mentioning Insecure wrapped up its last season. Insecure is a great show. Shout out to Issa Rae and everybody there. Great acting. Highly suggest if you haven't gotten started on it, watch it. It's a great show. It's worth your time. And the season, uh, the series finale, chef's kiss. It was it was great. But I just wanted to quickly name that. I know we kind of like had it in some way, shape, or form, but now we're going to talk about the heavy hitters. Um, so let's start off with Invincible. Um, Invincible was a show that came on Amazon. Uh, the um, the the guy who um, wrote Invincible is also the writer of The Walking Dead, in case you're trying to like piece who the person is. And Invisible is like, it's like a somewhat underground, well-known superhero comic book. It's not DC or Marvel, so like folks don't really know about it. But if you're like a comic book head, you've like heard of it before. It's not super popular. It's like not on like the popular level of The Walking Dead. Everybody knows about The Walking Dead, but like it's it's up there. So if you like are curious about like how it was received beforehand, it was like, oh, that's cool. It's kind of like on the level of like a Hitman comic book. Um, so yeah, in case you were wondering, I have read the first two issues, first two, uh, collections of Invincible. 
The show is better. The show is better. Better. <laughs> I, like, I thought it was going to be good. No, 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 no. This show was great. I thoroughly, thoroughly and I'm trying so hard not to like. Okay, spoiler yeah. warning for Invincible. If you don't want to be ruined, like skip forward a couple minutes, but we're going to spoil the first season of Invincible yes. starting now. Yes. <laughs> Y'all, like, first first of all, so like, I did not know about Viltrumites. I did not know about Omni-Man going into the show. When I saw how the episode ended, I was like, yo, what is going to happen next episode? And for it to just go, no, like, I was like, yo, what is going on? So why this show is so good is because there is a monster in the closet and you as the audience are the only one that knows it. And it's like that for the whole season, you know that there is a monster in the closet and no one sees the monster in the closet. And that is like supreme writing, like, like how they figure, like how they show that on TV was so good. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Anyways, y'all, that's, that's, those are my thoughts. No, no, like definitely like he, again, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't know anything about Invincible. I heard about Invincible. I've seen it like in comic book stores and I knew what's his name. Um, is it Kirkman? Is that, is that who, um, he wrote it, but I just never touched it. But uh, that first episode and then the stinger scene, because the first episode play, you're like, OK, you know, coming of age superhero story. The voice acting in this is pretty good. The animation, you know, OK, it's, it, I'm, I'm liking these characters. I don't know who this world's Justice League was, but the way that Omni-Man destroyed these people broke my heart dog mm-hmm. i was like i hey i, I felt like to the, i was like hey i was going to start liking these guys like, like, <laughs> like who do you like do the flash was, was russian you were just getting to know him and his wife yeah <laughs> i was like i was ready to start liking these guys what are you doing mm-hmm. man and you're right no that is no that is the analogy of the year that you, like the monster in the closet and only you know it and no one else knows it and you just see these glimpses of whatever the hell Omni Man is keep coming out more and more and more. And then that last battle with him and Mark is hard to watch. <laughs> it really is hard to watch. And the train. shout out. Oh my God. Oh my the train. Gosh. I had nightmares about the train for like three weeks after that show. It's hard to watch. And then, and then the end, he's like, well, what, will you, what will you have, Mark? What will you have? He's like, I'll have you, Dad. And like all the blood, and I'll have you. <laughs> I'm like, he's still his dad. He's like, Daddy. <laughs> man, oh, man. I know, you know, so I went, I went back after I watched the show and I read like the first three issues. But it's crazy because like, what happened in episode one, I think, doesn't even happen till like 10 issues into the comics or something like that. So they just went for it in the show. I'm very excited for the season two. Uh, I'm not going to say any more about it, but, you know, J.K. JK Simmons, like superb choice, great acting. 
I don't know now if you read the comics. I don't know if they're going to do anything with Mark's girlfriend because the internet hates that girl. <laughs> and I don't know if she gets any better or anything in the in the in the comics, but everyone hates that girl right now. <laughs> they they did not go that direction. First of all, she's not black in the comic books. That's number one. Well, well, yeah, and Mark isn't half Asian, I guess, either in the comics, right? Uh he he is, but you can't really tell because you know, they're like they don't really yeah. sh- ex- uh, elaborate on it, but it, it's left to your interpretation in the comics. But like the the girlfriend is a blonde head white girl with no personality. Um, but I haven't read too too much in the comics because I was like, yo, I want to be surprised because the show is better. Like, read the comics if you want. Support Robert Kirkman, like. I'm sure he gets money in some way, shape, or form if you buy the comics, but the show is better. Anyway, Shannon, sorry, please. No, no, this is good. I'm like agreeing with y'all. Loved it. The, as you say, there's that monster in the closet. Like, I think we've all seen movies where, you know, there's a team or whatever it is, and then you find out, oh, this person is a bad guy. And usually it's like they're on some sneaky stuff. It's like, okay, they're, they're sabotaging stuff. They're doing things like this. This one is like if I can't even say if Superman, if 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 an overpowered Superman was just like, you know what? And and kryptonite don't even affect me anymore. You know what? I'm just going ham like like that's how it is. It's like this monster in the closet is also not this this sneaky. I'm sabotaging stuff It's someone who even when you face them straight up, you can't stop them. Nothing you can do. Uh, and, And we saw that from the beginning. I mean. They they don't just hurt you really badly. They're like, okay, my eyes popped out of my head. I am I am dead now. Like that's the type of stuff he does. So, uh, so yeah. Overall, definitely enjoyed the show. And for me, you know, I was telling y'all, it really came out of nowhere because you know I was like I hadn't really uh, read the comics or or even like seen the comics, and I was just like, oh, it's a superhero show on Amazon Prime. Let me try this out. And I mean, I, I low-key, I sort of want to make a couple comparisons to uh, to the boys, but then I'm like, it's still like a world of difference, I feel like, between those two. The only slight similarity you could even make was like, oh, both the people are semi-similar to Superman and they end up being bad. But but yeah, either way, I, I loved it and I, I had no expectation going in and everything blew my mind. So, yeah. Shannon, real quick, when you brought up the boys, one thing that I love about this show, and and I get it because the boys does this and that's his style. I feel like the boys is a very like nihilistic, cynical show, mm-hmm. and Invincible doesn't feel that. It, it feels very genuine, and it feels like it's like there's very cynical and nihilistic people in this show. But I feel mm-hmm. like the show itself is very genuine and like very like hopeful in a, in a weird way. So I I really appreciate that about it i i appreciate like I'm, I'm not i don't mind violence in my animation or just in general but i i'm not big on just like cynicism so when a show can be violent but like it's saying something and doing something with that violence i really i really dig it mm, that's dope this yeah. show this show and the boys to a degree but this show in particular shows you why lex luther is the way he is like Lex Luthor is like Lex. This is probably Lex Luthor's favorite show because he's like, see, see y'all. You see what could happen? I told y'all you. just let this man run around the world just because he's nice. Mm-hmm. 
He's like, this man could kill us and we couldn't do nothing. I'm the one. I'm the one trying to shut it down. Ben Affleck and Batman. <laughs> this, could have, this could be tomorrow. Better. And y'all all here key keying with this man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one that y'all run to. Like that is that Lex Luthor goes to sleep watching Invincible. <laughs> this is his jam. We couldn't do a thing if Superman was like, nah, it's over. Like if super like if Superman's like, I'm done with y'all, this is what would happen. Number one. And number two, like how like the beautiful thing about the show is like the 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 US until like the government guy, he knows the majority of the show that Omni-Man did it, but he's so scared to approach it. He spends the entire like season just getting some stuff together because he knows once it comes out, he still can't stop him. <laughs> like he's, he's so scared for anyone else to find out only because he knows he can't stop him. And he's slowly just trying to get stuff like, I right, maybe this robot might kill him. Like, I got to get his son on my side. Like, I got to do all this stuff just to get a chance to maybe possibly get him to stop. But like, he can't stop him. So... If y'all can't tell, I really like this show. All right, next. Harder They Fall. Shan, this your time to shine. This your number one. All right. This movie had it all. Uh, it was, so The Harder They Fall, it was essentially a, a Black Western, and the characters were on point. The music was on point. The uh, just everything. The, the costumes, the and so I will say, even outside of the movie, I feel like I, I was listening to the soundtrack for like a week solid. Like that's all I was listening to. Um, and even like they have little callbacks and little little Easter eggs and things in there. Like and even in that, there was a little callback where like they're walking by a train and I believe the train is called the what the the C.E. or C.E. Bozeman. Or C. It, it Bozeman. says like C. Bozeman on the side of the train. Yeah, yeah. So little callbacks like that, like definitely had some funny parts. It had it was a star-studded cast, and even someone like let's just say like Dion Cole, like he's not a huge star, but he's still somebody who usually, if he's in something, you're like, oh yeah, he's playing like this major role. He was like a small character, and damn, this movie about to be dope as shit. <laughs> yeah, and yo, and it was the the gunfights, uh, the huge twist. Uh, like once again, yeah, I know Neil, you haven't finished, so we're not gonna. I guess we won't spoil it here, but there are different some twists and things that happen, and it's like, yo, like didn't uh, maybe? Well, I would say I didn't necessarily see it coming. It, it wasn't my number 10 because I felt like it deserved to be there. I just had a hard time. I knew it was going to make my list and then everything else kind of just hit me more emotionally maybe. And that's why it was higher. But um, yeah, man, this movie and the acting and the, like, like you said, it, this movie I enjoyed on the same level as uh, Black Panther because all the things that make a movie, a movie, I really dug the costumes, the sets, the score, the soundtrack, the acting, the props, like it, it it's like they just really dove into this world. There's a fight scene um with Regina King that takes place and I'm I'm not gonna spoil nothing else, but it takes place in like a uh a, a, not a factory, but a air like a a tactile kind of yeah. 
you know, where they, they create stuff and it just looks really dope. Um, and it's funny. I, I saw a, a tweet when this movie came out and it said, can someone now show Quentin Tarantino that it's possible to make a Western without using the N word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Cause we know, Hey, I, I love, <laughs> but man, that, that man loves to sprinkle the N word all through his scripts. I like, he, he it, it a gets fetish. a little uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like got an issue I, with the N word. Yeah. He has like a, there's something like, there's something like he there. definitely does something nasty to himself and says yeah. it over and over again. It's like feet but, in the N word. That guy just, I don't yes. know something about it. Yes. yes. The, the, the other part is, as you were mentioning, Mark, there, uh, you know, all the things from the characters and all this and that. I think the other thing that hits too is like, even like with, with Black Panther and other movies, when it causes you to also be like, let me Google some stuff. Like, you know, because because it's like, yes, we know, you know, even say if we're throwing out Black Panther, like we know what kind is not real, but there's still like some stuff like, OK, like, is this like an actual language they were speaking? Is this a mixture of languages? Let me Google this. Uh, what is uh, you know, what are some of the these minerals and things? Uh, and so I, I take it to this like this legit had you sort of Googling, like Googling different cowboys and, and some of these characters. And and then even what's dope, you're finding like. Oh, so even a lot of the Westerns and things that have happened, like, yes, we saw the movies and they were white actors, but you're like, really, a lot of cowboys and things were black in the day. And it's just like, because, you know, we, I feel like generally we associate cowboys with, with white men or things like that. It's like, when you actually Google, you're like, oh, they were black or at least a darker skin tone if they, you know, if they uh, were not considered black. Uh, and so that was just dope because it has you looking up, learning stuff, you know, actual history. So that's cool. All right. Next, we have Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> Funny enough, Lakeith Stanfield was also in this movie. Uh, and probably the only other brother who has the same acting chops was not in uh, Heart of the Fall. I wonder if he felt some type of way, but Daniel Kaluuya um, and so for those of you who don't know, I'm sure if you're a member of the pop call, you're, you're familiar with this, but, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is the story of the Chicago chairman of the Black Panther Party, Fred Hampton. Um, and really, actually it is about you, like, you could say like the FBI, um, a uh, mold that they um, intercepted into that chapter of the Black Panther Party. But really, this movie is about how racist J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI is. Like, in, in case you're wondering, J. Edgar Hoover was racist as hell and was so nervous about Black people um, that he invested millions of taxpayer dollars into just stalking Black leaders all throughout the 60s and parts of the 70s because he was so afraid that a charismatic, um, passionate, motivated Black person could lead a revolt um, to the American government led by or with galvanizing Black folks and other poor people against the American government. And so... Uh, J. Edgar Hoover's vision or concern was 
yo, it's only going to take one person. And that one person is going to be the Messiah. And we have to shut it down or it'll be the end of the American government, which is why Martin Luther King got assassinated, which is why Fred Hampton got killed, which is why the Black Panther Party was dismantled from the bottom up. So yeah, this movie was just a snapshot on the evilness of J. Edgar Hoover on the Black community. Um, but yeah, I I love this movie mostly because the acting was just so good. Like the story was great, but watching Daniel Kaluuya turn into Fred Hampton, we you know none of us were around when Fred Hampton was like big and well known. We only know the stories in like a couple of clips. But like Daniel Kaluuya became Fred Hampton and we were able to like actually see and experience what other people may have experienced at that time. And that was phenomenal. Like it was just great to like experience what that story is. And like shout out to Lakeith Stanfield. I don't know if I would have been courageous enough to play that man because that man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but I saw an interview of him and he was scarred for the rest of his life for what he did. So yeah, shout out to Lakeith Stanfield for uh for doing that as well. Yeah. And and it's and it's wild because like that stays with you. If you do a great role, it's to an extent it gets hard to distinguish between real life and that. Because like I look back to when I was really little and I saw what's love what's love got to do with it. And you know, Lawrence Fishburne was playing Ike Turner, uh Beatner and stuff. And and then I remember I saw a movie later and he was in it. And like as a little kid, I'm like, why is he why is he there? Like he's supposed to be in jail because and I legit did not like him for you a minute. You still look at Lawrence Fishburne some type of way shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were watching him in the Matrix like I don't know Neo. <laughs> something about get, him, get away from him, Ike. <laughs> get away. You leave me alone. <laughs> you see what you see what he did to Tina? I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Like, yes, that's a character, but I know there's gotta be some people that are like, I mean, I don't really, I don't really mess with dudes. Like, you know, like even maybe even in real life, they're like, he played it a little too well. I'm I don't, I don't really trust him that much. So uh so I think you know he you start he looking for your wallet room. and your keys when the key yeah. come into the room. Like, oh, what's up, man? What's up? Let me. Where's my Where's my keys? All right, brother. Yeah, it's good seeing you. You don't give him a hug. You just give him like a stiff handshake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, stay away from me. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, and and then I will say, lastly, just with yeah, with with Fred Hampton on uh, Daniel Kaluuya's role. Yeah, it just it just causes you to reflect once again, like one, the the ugliness of racism and things like that. But but also like I don't know how fragile is I guess the US government and we're like we're afraid one person who's not even trying to necessarily destroy the government to take over the US or something, they're just like, you know, we want to make sure that that we're treated right. If this one person causes people to say what they want to be treated right. It could destroy our entire fragile balance here. I'm like, how whack is the U.S. if that's how we are? I digress. Facts, <laughs> Shannon uh, Smith. He was Fred Hampton in real life. He was 21 years old. So, and and what was his what was his spread? Maybe for two years, three years, maybe like so. Maybe Something from the like age that. Of, like two years, yeah. Yeah. So from the age of 18 or 19 to 21, like just the impact and everything that he had to the fact that the government said, "Okay, we got to you know, we got to take this guy out, this 20 or 21 year old. It's wild. Y'all, we kind of went through some of We didn't shout out WandaVision, but we also did an episode on WandaVision. So that is you can check that out. 
That was the volume two of Superhero Roundtable, if you want to go back and listen. Um, so, gentlemen, looking back on your list, are there any other things you want to discuss before we wrap up the show? Um, I just, yo, so in defense of Nails, you came at me about Encanto and In the Heights. Uh, I <laughs> One, like, Encanto's been blowing up. And those are, I put those both on the list tied because those soundtracks have been playing like, well, Encanto only came out, I think this December or November, but I was playing In the Heights so much that my wife told me to stop. She was like that, that Michael Jordan, she's like, stop, stop. <laughs> I was waking up, I was like, good morning, who's <laughs> She was like, just stop, stop, please. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, man, that movie came out in the summer and like, the rest of the year, your boy was in the heights. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, how I know it was a banger. Because <laughs> you just, and I know you, Mark. So you must have played that all the time. Yeah, those two soundtracks have been like banging in my house ever since. So I just want to, you know, defend myself uh, with that um, Succession. Yo, I don't have y'all watched Succession at all. Nah, I haven't, but, but I only I'm, heard good I'm, things. Yeah. I'm not really big into the like, look how sad it is to be rich kind of thing. But succession is like, yo, we're going to show you how the rich live and we're going to show you how it basically messes up who you are on the inside. And it's just a whole different set of rules, a whole different set of life. One thing I've realized watching the show and just, you know, looking at the news, being rich grants you privacy and it grants you access, right? But when you're on the level of these like Richard Murdoch's and all these people, when you're that rich, one thing that is stripped from you is trust. You can trust no one. You can't trust your family. You can't trust your friends. It's it's just a fascinating show. It's a it's it's almost like it's a Greek tragedy, but it takes place in our world. It's it's I, I highly recommend it um to anyone who watch it. So that's succession. And then the last thing I just want to say is like Luca, my number one, man, me and my youngest Zari, we love this movie. I love this movie because Pixar basically made a Miyazaki movie, but in their style. It 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 is just a a a, a nice light fun movie there's no like really big bad there's no ticking clock it's just a a a nice little contained wholesome story and the animation it's pixar so you know the animation's like amazing but i just really 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 enjoyed luca i think it might be my favorite pixar movie no that's that's what's up because so I have not seen it, but that was Luke's like favorite movie for a minute. Like we, I think we we went out on faith. Like we, I think we saw what is rated G or whatever. But we went out on faith. We hadn't seen it ourselves, but we had downloaded it on his tablet, and he would constantly watch it, and then would come to us being like, "Such and such happened." Just like in Luca, why was so and so's hat like this? Why was so and so? And I'm like. I have not seen this movie, so I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> but he, but he loved it. He would, he would want to watch it like every day for. Uh, it went on for probably like a week or two. Shannon, shout out to you 
Your child had a favorite movie and you did not watch it. I don't know what magic you did in the household to be able to navigate to not watch your kid's favorite movie. But kudos to you, brother. Please let us know your secrets. Because hey. that's one of that is, I've never heard that before. That is fascinating. Hey, like that I said, don't happen around here. <laughs> yeah, we, hey, we 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 went out on faith. Like it was a gamble. Luckily it paid off. But you know, next thing you know, I'm gonna end up being like, hey. Here's an episode of such and such, and it turns out it's you know it's people cutting other people's head off or something. I'm like, oh, you know, gambled the wrong way, it didn't work <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, and Shannon, we'll turn to you. Anything else on your list that you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, I'll mention one. I will mention the Water Dancer by Tanahasi Coates. That was, I mean, that was just a really just a great book. And I mean, I think it came out before 2021. Uh, but I didn't read it until 2021, so it counts on my list. Yeah, it's it's a uh, you it's cheated a, too, Shannon. <laughs> you cheated too. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I read it in 2021. So, <laughs> but uh, but nah, it was like I said, it was a it was a great book. It did, you know, as we talk about sort of that black torture porn to an extent. Like it was it was sort of sad because it did deal with slavery and things, but it, but then it had this whole mystical piece to it. Uh, that definitely was like turned almost into like a little bit of a uh, not to say detective, but like mystery, mystery type of thing that, you know, I guess detective undercover type stuff. But uh, but anyway, it was it was really good. And also, I mean, by Ta-Nehisi Coates, it's, it's because generally when we think of him, we think of Between the World and I or, or Between the World and Me, stuff like that. And I haven't read his run of the Black Panther yet. And then there's this. And so it's just interesting. It's just great, though, to be like, oh, even outside of you know, the books like Between the World and Me and things like that. He's like, he's doing these like fictional things too. So really good. Um, I highly, highly recommend Ta-Nehisi Coates' run of Black Panther. It yeah. is good. Especially the last run he did. Fantastic. Anyway, sorry. Right, gotta check that. And the other, the other piece, I want to say... Ted Lasso. Uh, if you all, if anybody gets the chance, Ted Lasso is probably the only thing holding together Apple TV Plus or whatever. I can't even remember what it's called now. Is it Apple TV Plus? I think that's what it's called. Uh, oh, you got it. Come you on, got it, Shannon. Shannon. There's some good stuff on there. Come on, Shannon. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, I yeah, I think now they do have some more things, but because uh, I've been hearing a lot about what the tragedy of of Macbeth, I think people are like, "Yo, that's an amazing yeah. movie." It's on there. And Swan Song with uh, Mahasha Ali. Okay, that's on. Oh, yeah, that's a movie. It was pretty oh, good. Yeah. But I'll say uh, during that point. At least during season one, I think Ted Lasso was like the only thing holding that that streaming service together. And then by season two and a little later, they got some better stuff. But I'll say Ted Lasso, I think, is great. And it is what was needed, especially in 2021, because, I mean, even season one that came out in 2020, uh, they are both needed because we're going through a time now where, I mean, it's just tough. You know, we're dealing with we're dealing with COVID. There's. There's just so much, I mean, to say ugliness in the world and just like, and even if it's just not the ugliness of the day to day, it's just the stress and things that build on, you know. And so this one is, it's a funny show and yet it's still not funny, pointless. It's got, I mean, it's got some great, some great pieces in there and there's always just this hope and there's this guy who is, he has his own issues, but yet he still just shows this 
this constant hope and believing the best in people. And it's, and it's generally not, you know, usually that's sort of like, Oh, this is just a goofy person or whatever. Like he still has those pieces where it's like, Oh, look at you making like the strong decision or, you know, those things. But, uh, but I think like, it just has this piece of, of comedy plus the kindness that makes you feel good about society again. Uh, And so that, that is, that's what I got to say about that. And it, it is, it is needed. Yeah, Shannon, I just want to um, piggyback like you, you hit all the notes about Ted Lasso. It was, the only reason why it's not on my list is because I haven't finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have I, I'm almost done with season one, but it's so refreshing to see like in, in a world that seems so cynical and hate filled. It's like you can be a good person and it's OK to be a good person. And you don't have you can meet nihilism and cynical and and mean people. You can you can battle with kindness and you can win and you can you can win friends mm. in in allies with just being genuine and good and trying to just be a good person. So like it was so refreshing to see that. Mm. All right, and I will bring us home. I'll only really just talk. I'll talk about two real quick. One, Shang Chi. Shang-Chi is top 10. Uh, watch it. It's great. I loved it. Um, better, than, better than the actual comic book character. No shade, Shang-Chi. And then Dune. So, look, I know if you're a member of the pop cult, we all remember those random Saturdays where you look at, hmm, I wonder what's on Sci-Fi Channel. And you just saw an entire block and it says Dune. And you're like, well, I ain't watching Dune and a sand snake or, or worm or whatever it is. And like the really cryptic messages and only the really like super nerdy kids in the school like Dune. So you're like, I ain't gonna watch Dune. I feel you. I fell into the hole because I'm now a Dune nerd. That movie, <laughs> like I don't, the story was confusing. It was still very confusing and cryptic, but it was so visually beautiful and made up for all of it. It looks like a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like you go and you pay money to sit in a theater and watch a movie. It looks like a movie. It's, it was it's wild. People pay for movies. It's special. Yes, mm. I felt like every like I mean I watched it on HBO, but. If I went to a movie theater, I felt like I would have got all my money's worth, all however much money that ticket was. Like, yep, every single cent of it was up there and I got to enjoy it. Now, I will say about Dune, I watched it over a course of three days, which is probably why I liked it, because I don't know if I would have liked sitting down and like trying to take all that in in a two and a half hour span, like I probably, I'd probably talk a little, it probably wouldn't have made the list, but because I got to see it over three days and got to reflect and think about what I was actually watching and maybe reading something here or there, I, I fell in love. I think Mark, I reached out to you. I was like, yo, Dune is great, brother. I don't know what mm-hmm. this thing is about, but it is great. So yeah, I just wanted to give a special shout out to, uh, to Dune. Um, it was the it was the AKA this this uh, episode. So yeah, one more quick thing to say. Um, I really want everyone to really check out Far from the Tree. It's a short film on Disney Plus. It it's basically a a wholesome take on generational trauma, and 
is beautiful. It made me it it made me want to be a better par- parent. And it's a little short film. It hasn't left me since I watched it. And I think everyone will get something from it. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we have a new episode every month. You can find us on all social media at Pop Call Parent, P-O-P-C-U-L-T-P-A-R-E-N-T. Email us at popcultparent at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate us, review, and subscribe. And one, in case you all didn't know, we have a website. If you go to all of our social media and go on our link tree, you can find a link to our website. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to share that we also have a store. So if you go, you can see some amazing new Pop Call Parent related t-shirts. One is... I am culture that is for adults and for your young one. And we of course have one of the hottest new t-shirts in the streets, the nineties, you had to be there. So you can check those out at our store. It's a bonfire store. So if you go uh, to our social media pages, you can see it there. And as always, join the cult. Peace. Happy new year. We out. Thank you.